this one so i think we talked quite a while back about doing this and i didn't think i'd ever actually managed to convince you to come in and do uh, this um, it's timing it's timing yeah um i don't know if we warn people up front about your accent you maybe is that i'm uh, really posh you know yeah. <laughs> well the first time we met was uh like you had a studio day and yeah. i booked out the whole studio day for myself yeah. and jamila who was sort of just starting to shoot that was like about five, maybe six years ago now. Yeah, it's a long time. Whoa. It's crazy, right? And I walked in and um, we we had come from hospital and we were going back yeah, to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, because you were having a bit of a bad time yeah. then, weren't you? Yeah. And um, yeah. walked in and I sort of like was a bit, I'm very, I, at first I was very intimidated by you. And, Why? Um, <laughs> well, you have this like, well, we'll get to my fandom and stuff, but... Um, I walk into the studio. I was a bit intimidated to say anything to you. And Jamila was the first one to talk to you. She's like, hi, I'm Jamila. And you, you, I'm not going to do the impression because we know I'm very good <laughs> at the impression. But you said hello. And I was like, wait, is she doing an oh accent? Like, I probably went, ayah. Yeah, you did. Uh, so where did, where did you grow up? Let's just get that out of the way. I grew up in Liverpool. Right. Yeah. The mean streets. The mean streets. Yeah. Quite working class area. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually adopted. Right. So um, my mum and dad were like a lot older than my friends' parents. Right. So like my brother and sister were like 20 years older okay. than me. Um, so I've got quite a, it's a funny family, but it kind of works type yeah. of thing. Um, so yeah, I grew up quite sort of working class, not really having much money growing up, just like a, just a normal. So is it modeling that brought you south? No, not really. I was modelling up north. You were modelling there, yeah, right. Because I've been modelling since I was quite young. Like I got into it when I was around nine or ten. Well, tell us how that happened. Um, it was with um, it was a photographer who did some family portraits. And then he just said to my mum, you know, she's good in front of the camera. Um, and it just sort of led to like little jobs from there. Um, right. But it was never serious. It was just always bits and bobs. And then I did a bit from my teenage years. Right. But I never thought it could be a career. So at what point it did was, you become Carla Monaco? So that was about 10 years ago. Right. So I was working doing, uh, I was working with children at the time. Um, and I was still doing bits of modeling, but not, it wasn't, I wasn't earning much money from it. It was just like bits and bobs. And then it was made like the internet. Like I thought, you know, maybe I could earn a bit more money on the side of what I was doing. And I was really into the vintage style. Right. So like, so like Bridget Bardot looks, stuff like that. Right. So I got with an agency who was um like an alternative agency and they recommended I change my name to they it was Carla Monaco but I didn't like that at first right. I wanted to be called Carla Lake because I like the movie star Veronica Lake okay and then um they put my name as Carla Monaco themselves they just decided yeah they just decided and I was like oh so I hated it for years but it really? kind of stuck 
So, so I just do you like it now, though? Yeah, I do. Especially when people realise I'm from Liverpool. Yeah. It's quite funny. Well, I, I, when you, um, obviously with your accent being quite a departure from, I think what it is, is you build up an impression of what someone's like based on pictures. Yeah. And when I met you and your accent was like wildly not what I was expecting. I was yeah. expecting like a, I don't know, like a, either a West Country accent for some reason. I don't West really know country, how to explain that. Uh, or I was expecting you to have like that kind of, oh, hello. Oh, hello. It's funny because um, I worked with a guy early this week and he came to shoot me at my home and he was a bit shocked as well. And he was like, I thought you'd have a Mayfair accent. Right. And I'm like, no. No, it's, it's, I think it is, we build up an idea. I have this really bizarre thing of every time I've ever met a celebrity, I've always thought they were short. Okay. Because that, in my because head, because Tom Cruise. No, I think it's because in my head, I think because they're famous, they must be just bigger than normal people. Mm. I have no idea how to like quantify it. So it must be some kind of psychological mm. damage from when I was a kid. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been like the most bizarre thing. Um, with your, I am I allowed to say obsession with kind of you have like you have a lot of stuff that's in that Bridget Bardo area, and you seem to like working yeah, in that, in that I mean, house. I think like fashion's my favorite. Yeah. That's what I, I really love to do, working with the team, creating different concepts. But I don't know what it is with the vintage. I really don't. I think it's just, I mean, I love it. But even when I'm not in, you're going into something thinking this is going to be vintage, it kind of like kind of looks, that way. yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. You've got quite a classical look. I guess that might be the start mm, of it. Maybe, but is it to do maybe. with like the feeling of that time period? Do you watch films from that time period? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think maybe it's because of my my dad. He, like, he loved a lot of the sixties music and films and TV shows. So because they were a lot older, right? Than like my friends' parents. That's what I kind of grew up on. Yeah. So I think it's just something like in my head, you know. Um, I think it's hard to explain, but I don't know. It's really cool. Like, there's a lot of really cool bands from that time, yeah. and the styling's really classic, and you know. I think it's also like quite a strong period for for women. Yeah. Like in terms of like in fashion, it was like quite a striking period. Yeah. And they could express themselves more with fashion yeah. and clothes and the hair and yeah. Yeah. Are you, um, are you like, I don't want to say sad because I don't want to make it out like other people are going to be like disappointed, but are you sad when it's not that kind of styling for a shoot? Do you like having the variety? No, no, I'm not sad. Um, I like the variety. Yeah. I like doing different things, you know. Yeah. Like I love the vintage style, but I don't want to shoot that all the time, you know. Right. Otherwise it just becomes the norm. Yeah. 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 Is there is there like a style of photography or or you know, being a model yeah. regardless of the medium? Is there like a genre that you can't get your head around that you're not a fan of? Do you ever get asked to do stuff where you're like, Yeah, I don't think this is for me? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, lots of things really i'm trying to think um i mean there's some things i just won't do like bondage and right. that sort of yeah. thing or or usually like when it's i sometimes struggle with like the glamour genre right because a part of me does quite like the glamour look especially right. from like the early 90s you know like um i'm just trying to think like people like pam anderson you know in her heyday yeah. where it was the styling was beautiful right. the makeup the hair I, I struggle when it's sort of like people want to shoot glamour and it's, they haven't thought about the style and it's just like, 
girl on a bed type of thing. Yeah. Like I really struggle. Yeah, they're kind of focused on the the way they feel when they view it as opposed to yeah. the way that it was created. Yeah. Right. What What is it about? I don't know. What, what about, so you're not a fan of like modern glamour? Because I, no, I can't stand um, modern glamour. Some, some of it I like, I can't say I don't. There's some pictures I see and I think they look great, gorgeous, right. beautiful. I don't know. I think it's like a to for me to pose and be like that, it needs to be real. And I don't want to do that with just anyone, if that right. makes sense. Right. You almost... Um... It's a genre like it, you want to be done properly. Yeah, and it's quite intimate, I think. Right. And right. Um, yeah, but I I do like it. It's just I don't think I'm the strongest at it. You know. Right. Is that like a why? Why would that be? Why are you not the strongest at it? What's the, I don't know. Probably because I I don't know. I think you've got to have it in your head, really. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's I a think, mindset. Yeah, it's a mindset. Like some right. models and. They just automatically can do it and feel comfortable being that way in front of a lot of people. Whereas I feel more exposed. Right. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like. Because I can be nude and pose in, like, in that art nude way. And then you're more exposed physically, but I feel more. Um, it's hard to explain more confident, more in well, control. But isn't isn't art nude more about like geometry and shapes? And shapes and, yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. glamour is more of a like, it's like you as a person. Yeah. Like someone's judgment of you as a person. Yeah, so it's yeah, completely yeah. different sort yeah, of uh, and, audience. Yeah, and I think it depends on your mood as well. You know, who right. who's shooting it. Um, if I feel comfortable with that person and and I think, yeah, the styling's right. I feel confident, makes you feel sexy. You're gonna give a better, right. better pictures. So, it, what's what's um, ignoring like the like the safety aspect and stuff like that? But as far as like what a photo- so you're working with a new photographer. Mm-hmm. What is it they? And I don't mean new as in they've never done it before. But what is it that they can do that is like will make you like feel like you're straight into the like you're in the mood for like producing the best photos. You're kind of like. You know, it puts you in the zone to kind of do the best with the shoot. Um, I would say just sitting down and talking. Right. Talking to me and just getting to know me a bit better, you know. Yeah. I mean, not, you don't have to know me life story and stuff. But, <laughs> well, but they you, got the podcast. That's yeah, serious. exactly. But, you know, just just chit-chat and... Yeah. Have a coffee, yeah, have a chat before the shoot. Yeah, comfortable with that yeah. person. And then, you know, tell them, you know, this is what I want to create. You know, get your mood board out or get pictures what mood you're going for is that like the most missed out thing because i hear this quite a lot where there's not a clear direction like there's not a visual direction anyway where like the 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 model's not seeing what the idea is they're just kind of like it's this genre and they don't get given much else yeah (laughs) is that is that like yeah it can be yeah and Um, do you make a lot of um like mood boards and stuff yourself um i collect images and things that i like um and I've got lots of clothes and I think, I think, I mean, me personally, I'm more visual. Yep. Sometimes if you explain something to me, it kind of like, I don't know, just goes. Whereas if you've got pictures together or, you know, create something, this is what we're going for. Right. But also don't be too strict on it. You know, don't yeah. try and recreate something completely because you'll never get it. Yeah. And, and that's been... That's a problem I've always had with with mood boards is that I could 
I could put an image into, um, so if I have a mood board, it will generally be for like the feeling of a shoot. Yeah, the mood. I'm not necessarily saying you have to have this item and this item and they have to be posed in this way. Yeah, and yeah. It's more about the mood. And I have had a few situations where models have taken it to be really literal. Like we're shooting this. Yeah. So you have to own these items and, and like to the point where it's like, no, no, we, we, we're just going for that idea. We're going yeah. for that feeling. Um. What is it then? You so you turn up for a shoot and then like you're thrown straight in at the deep end. Is that is that like the worst thing? Um, can be yeah, especially with there's no if the person who's booking you, if there's no energy from them, yeah, you know where it's like they've just booked you, you do everything. <laughs> I sometimes I find that quite hard, really. Yeah, sort of like because you've got a model, think about the clothes, the poses the mood and if you're not getting anything back it's sort of like you know what's going on is it going well yeah yeah and then you worry because you think it'd be okay you know did they like me it'd be difficult i think that might be my problem with really yeah like i'm not someone that's like stupidly enthusiastic the problem i have Mm. in all honesty and and i you, we've worked together enough that I promise you understand what I mean if I was to do this. If I was shooting and I was like, that is amazing, that is brilliant, that is, you would be like, is he being sarcastic? Is he winding me yeah. up? And I, I'm like, I'm so, I'm so concerned with seeing, being seen as being sarcastic and like killing the trust that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost terrified to do the whole complimentary thing. It's just right, not in okay. my, it's not in my personality. Um, I've, I've said before, like, if I say something's amazing, it's cause it's like, it's amazing. It's not like, I'm not someone that's going to like, ever, like lens capsule on. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, test shot. It's amazing. I, I, you know, you want it to, I want a compliment something. to have some weight to it yeah. at least. Um, when it comes to working with like new photographers that haven't done a lot of work with models before, mm-hmm. what's like the biggest issue you find with that? Like, do you find like a confidence issue or a lack of direction or? Uh, Well, sometimes it's nerves because they're nervous, you know, they're meeting you for the first time and sometimes they've put you on a pedestal, some of them. I did. But it's like most of the girls you meet, they're just normal. Yeah. Down to earth girls, really. Um, So I just try and, you know, I just try and be myself and, you know, once they get talking to me, they realise, oh, she's just normal. Right. You know, um, but mm, I suppose lack of communication sometimes that can be. And not just like what you're saying. Sometimes it's how you say things. And, right. Um, or you sometimes get people who think, I don't know, maybe they've watched something or they've seen something on a tuition or where they think they've got to overpose you. Right. Like micromanage you. Yeah. Yeah. I find that hard. That's hard when the person's, they don't know you and they don't know, uh, like, I don't know what the correct term is, but they don't know how you hold yourself. Yeah. And And then they try and make you kind of almost push against the way that you feel natural. Yeah. 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 I've seen that on workshops a few times Mm. where people have been like, yeah, I like, I like it, but can the pinky rotate? And it's like, is that going to make or break it? Yeah, but it affects your expression. Yeah, you start you start concentrating mm. like internally, so you you almost like shut down a bit facially. Yeah, like I've seen that so many times that people are like, mm. "What are we doing?" And so I'd rather go. I'd rather the expression and the feeling in the face look good. 
And then if the hand, like, I don't know, I can, I can deal with like a bad hand, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Expression's key. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the expression, it follows the body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I think as well, um, one of the other problems of mic- micromanaging, especially when you're posing people, I find this with uh, brides and grooms that aren't used to being around mm. the camera, is that when you when you stop the flow of taking pictures to tell them that something's not right, some people can take it personally, like that they're not good at this. And it just kills momentum. Yeah. It kills confidence. And sometimes, I mean, I always say to people, just, just kind of shoot mm. through certain issues. Like direct away from a problem. Don't stop and point out a problem. So you could be shooting, um, you know, it could be like half body portraits and they're just, you know, they're turning one way, but you've keyed the light up in the other way and they're not particularly, you know, experienced as a model. And if you're like, no, what are you doing? The light's over here. It breaks your spirit. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how experienced you are and how good you are. If you get told, no, I don't like that. Yeah. It's like they've spoiled the, because you want the best pictures, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And can kind of spoil your spirit. And then you've got to then get back to where you were before. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you've got to do it yourself. Yeah. Because it's not like, you're now not getting it reciprocally. You have to get there yourself. So yeah. it's, that's probably. I had it a few weeks ago with a photographer who's really nice, but he was, he kept going on about other models he'd worked with. Right. Who were really good. Like they are really good models but he kept going on how good they were right and i'm posing doing like an art nude um thing and um oh but this model did it this way and then she did this and and i'm thinking but i'm not that model right. you know i can't do what she did um so i said oh you know i'll do it my way is that okay um and how I, was that was he happy about that i think so yeah, yeah. but you never know but I sometimes find that hard. And then he said something, some model who who was the best ever at this. Um, I know he said, you're really good at it, but she was the best. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's his opinion. But I yeah. thought, why are, you, why are you telling me this when I'm like, I'm trying to give you my best and you Do you find it's like a, a, I think it's a misunderstanding where people think that models are just eternally confident in themselves and your job is to kind of keep that confidence there yeah yeah Yeah, it's hard because you have to have a thick skin oh yeah what people say to you um you know but then that guy he didn't he's not doing anything wrong you know he he doesn't realize what he was saying no it's it's an unintended circumstance but still it's it's a circumstance he's created you know and i left and i had a good shoot but i did feel quite down you know and you think, oh, but it's little things like that that you have to deal with. It's like little awkward situations. Right. That kind of like you get you down, but then you've just got to get yourself back up again and yeah, get on with what you're doing. Have and- you ever felt like you've had like an absolutely terrible shoot where like two of you haven't clicked and then they've come back and they're like, that was amazing. We should shoot again. And you're like, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, because that's got to be draining, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was someone I worked with um, a few years ago and uh, he came, it was on a model day and he came in completely normal, um, really nice chatty. And he was talking about his new baby daughter and you think, oh, you know, he's going to be normal. And he was just really odd, weird. As soon as 
he had me in front of the the camera, wanting to touch me all the time. <sighs> he had a really strange laugh. Like he was just like freaking me out a bit. Right. Um, I think he, nervous energy or like ne- really nervous energy and. I was just thinking, oh, it, it just felt like he was a bit out of control. Right. Um, like he didn't do anything to me, he didn't touch me, but it was just the way he was. Right. It really freaked me out. Um, and yeah. And then after that, he wanted to book me again and he was sending me images from the shoot. And yeah, I was just a bit like, oh, I don't want to go there again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. And he didn't, you know, it's like I can't, he didn't touch me. Yeah. It, but it was the his personality. Like he just made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. But it, that's that's yeah. the thing is that uh, like you're you're a person. Yeah. And you're gonna have your preferences, but you're gonna encounter so many different types of people because you're the, you're the common link, right? Between so many different types of personality. Mm. It's not like these photographers are gonna meet each other and be like oh, wait, I do that. And now I see how that makes me feel when he does that. I won't do that. Photographers only interact with the models. And I think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think there are some, there are definitely some models that are way too agreeable with bad behavior. Yeah. And like bad personality traits because it's a customer service industry, I Mm. guess. And they've worked with photographers and, like it's been horrible for them, but they've like almost encouraged it for the point of keeping a good rapport. Mm. And then that person goes on and they're like, well, I did this thing and it was absolutely loved by that person. So I'll now do that times yeah, 10. Because no one's said that's not. Yeah. You need a necessary good. evil. You need some really horrible model to be going around. And every time they're acting a certain way, just be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is your personality? What's what are you happening doing? There? But sometimes it's just personality clash as well, you know? Yeah. 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 I've had, I've had shoots before where I can't say there was anything wrong with the model and I can't say, I can't point to a thing that they've done, but we have just absolutely not gelled. Not, yeah. And you can't force it. Mm. Um, how do people react to the fact that you're, cause you're married to a photographer. Yeah. Is that I like am. a competitive thing that people get competitive or mm, nervous? Not really. I mean, I sometimes get people say, Oh, you know, your husband's really good. You, I don't know. I think they expect me to know a lot about the lighting and stuff right. like that. But um, how does he do this? Kind yeah. Of thing, right. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, he teaches, right? Yeah, he So they teaches. should just go to his teaching. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, they sometimes, like we were saying before, like putting you on a pedestal. Right. Um, You know, I think they just think, you know, you come from, you know, me and Adrian are shooting all the time and, but it's not like that, you know, like me and Adrian have been shot together for ages. Um, And what, cause when we teach, Adrian doesn't always shoot. Right. He he teaches in a different way. Um, But no, most people are cool. Right. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I remember the first time I saw him, we saw each other like four times before we ever spoke. Yeah. Because I think he came to pick you up a couple of times yeah. from the studio and stuff. And I was I was always like, do we not like each other? Like, really? Yeah, because I, I, I don't know if it was like, um, 
like it, I, I don't know him well enough. I know him now. We've spoken mm. many times now, but I don't know him well enough to know if it was like he didn't want to intrude or. Sometimes he gets ner- like a bit nervous, right? Because he doesn't want you know he sort of like wants to come in and out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to get in people's way. Yeah, and and he he would kind of appear and then go, and I'd be like, "Did I do something?" Or yeah, and uh, it but wasn't some- helped by someone that we know mutually actually threw quite a lot of petrol on that fire and was like, "Well, he said right," and like made out that there was this thing going on. And then the first time I spoke with him, I was like, "Oh, there's nothing here. Like he's just like a normal person. Yeah, it's just a guy." And like, yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny how that works. I mean. One thing I've noticed more than anything is that if you if you are on the outside of the modeling industry, and I'm now probably too old to actually know what it's like to be away from working with models, but I remember coming into it thinking models are probably all really hard people to get along with because right. they all like they have their own you know they have their own language and they're like a step above all the other people. That's how I saw it coming mm. in, and I actually find. There are quite a lot of photographers that are more like that. Yeah. And I haven't really encountered that with models so much. Yeah. I've had more problems with male models than female models. I've, for yeah. Def- oh, yeah. I I've, haven't worked with many male models. Yeah. Like, I much prefer... There's a lot about working with men that I much prefer. Um, Like, the editing, I much prefer the editing. It's mm. much more enjoyable. And you can throw more... I find with some female models you have to know the way that that person models um to direct them and i'm not a big director i'm not someone who likes to to kind of move too much around i like to kind of see how a person sort of Mm -hmm. holds himself whereas with guys you can just kind of throw moods at them and see what they do right um but when you get a guy that's been good looking since he was 12 years old and like every girl was after him at school and then he's out at uni and every girl's after him. He's not going to be a normal guy. He's going to be an absolute dick. Mm. Almost always. I th- I haven't worked with many male models really. Right. So I haven't seen much of that. Um, I think I've only worked with about three male models and right. one recently um, and he was really good and he made me feel really comfortable. Um I think he's like a ex dancer or something. Right. But um but no, I've not I love I working with that. actors. Actors are actors yeah, are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people that have only done modelling, male modelling. Not all, but like a scary proportion okay. are like yeah, lots of women, but I have trouble when I go out because basically, like, <laughs> women fight over me, and you're just like, this is a fun conversation for both of us. Oh like, God. We're totally both enjoying this. <laughs> I had a really bizarre one with a guy where he turned up like two days early, sent by agency. He turned up two days early and was like, hi. And he was like, mm. I'm here for the shoot. And I was like, yeah, it's Tuesday. This is Sunday. Like, you're not supposed to be here. And he's like, well, I'm here. Can we just... Really? So I was just like, so casual. I need to get rid of this. Like, get rid of this. I don't want this guy coming back. <laughs> so we did, the, we did like the quickest shoot I could put together. And he was like trying to sell me fake watches and vape. What? The whole way through the shoot. Oh and it's God. like like a little Dell boy. He ended up on Love Island and like got kicked off Love Island straight away because everyone just thought oh he was a twat. God. And um, he's, you know, he's like one of the faces of the agency he works for. And it's so funny because um, I've had people say to me, oh, he's, oh, he's been messaging me about you. And I'm like, we worked together five years ago. Oh my and God. he's like, oh, that guy's a prick. Because like, I was just, on the day, I was just so not in the mood for the guy. 
He was he was just unbelievably arrogant. Mm. And he was like talking to Jamila about how like yeah, women love me. I'm sure you know you get it. I bet you she and she's just that. Like, like yeah, sure. Get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, funny. Like I like working with male models a lot. I'm I'm struggling right now with working with females. Like I'm really currently struggling with a few things that um, I think are unmaintainable like right. i think the the editing is just becoming exponentially ridiculous in what way like they like, like the amount what? of editing that is being done to like skin and to uh, to, to someone's looks okay. you know the average like the average person i don't want to say the average person but like the average like 25 year old girl mm. a woman i'm not being rude and um, the average 25 year old woman is like using facetune apps for pictures of themselves in toilets yeah so then when it comes to someone using a camera that picks up so much more detail and stuff mm. the level of editing is just crazy the amount of makeup being worn by like some people is crazy and it's really not being applied particularly well yeah. and, but it's everywhere now yeah it's not just models it's just everyone no, exactly, yeah. it's, it's everyone isn't it's, it? it's across the board like i'm finding with some brides it's nuts i've had i've had people ask me like I've, i i i never forget this i was um in the middle of doing couples photos and um i said right at the end of the couples photos i'm gonna do some portraits of the two of you like separately mm -hmm. and photographed him and as i was photographing him the bride went what focal length are you using Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, you, I, I didn't know she was a photographer. Okay. She's like, I'm not a photographer. And I was like, okay. She's like, but I know what focal length works for his face. And I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like That's we, a bit. It's, yeah, Ooh. it's, I think there's a lot of energy being directed to how we make ourselves look in photos. And it's. But it's, people are growing up now, aren't they? Yeah. Like, you know, little babies getting cameras in the face. Yeah. Straight away. It's yeah. Just and, and like multiple all the time. Like you imagine when you were, I mean, I'm, I'm 31. So when I was a kid, it was, it was obviously film. If someone had, if someone had a camera, it was one. And like yesterday we we're at a family function thing, like not a function, we're like a family thing at, uh, at Jamila's auntie's house. And um, we've got a little niece, little mm -hmm. 18 month old niece, I think 16 month old. I'm one, I'm a guy. I don't care. It's like a year, 18 months, two years. I don't do the like, Oh, she's 943 days old. Okay. Or I don't do that. So like about 80 months old. I can't do the maths. It's that yeah. specific. And every time she does anything, she's a cute little girl. She's a wonderful little girl. Mm. But there's like five phones coming out towards her. So she's going to grow up normalised with just like constantly That's the way it is. Taken. Yeah, I do worry like what, what it does to like, I don't know, your mental. Do you know what I mean? Like how you, your relationship with you and your you know, how you look and stuff. How yeah. you, like, I think people are probably happen? scared to go out the house now without looking like they're ready yeah. for the paparazzi. It's funny because like, like modeling's my job and I get my picture taken a lot, Yeah, you know, and I do selfies and bits and bobs for social media, but personally, like with my friends and family, I'm not keen on getting my picture taken as right. much. Like it's Why funny. do you think that is though? Is it because it's you instead of like, yeah, I think instead so. of Carla Monaco, yeah, it's you? Maybe it is. Right. Because yeah, like Adrian will take, you know, snaps of me around the house or, and I'm like, I hate that picture, you know, like right. get rid of it. And he's like, but it's you, you know, yeah. he's like, it's my wife. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe because I'm so used to seeing myself 
I don't know, like my the my image is like it's my job. It's right. I don't know. So you're you're name. you're like adverse to pictures of you more than like yeah. it's not the right picture. It's more that it's just a picture of you. Yeah, I suppose so. Just like I don't know, just like bad pictures of me really out there. Right. Well, that okay. So that that's something that I can't imagine how you get used to. Yeah. It's so. Hard. You you remember the first time you had pictures taken at, on like a modelling job and they were awful yeah. and you saw them back. What, like, what does that do to you? How do you feel about that? Oh, you feel bad. <laughs> Sorry. You, no, no, you feel like, um, I don't know, you just think like, why have they posted that picture? You know, yeah. I can see it doesn't look good. How can they not? Yeah. But when you're working with new photographers, amateur photographers, everyone sees things differently. Everyone's at a different level and you've got to put up with those pictures being out there really because you don't have much control. Yeah. You know, it's like, what can you do? You can email them and say, I don't like that. Yeah. But I might upset them, you know, which I have done in the past, you know. Um, Well, you've emailed people and said. uh, I've messaged a couple and said, oh, you know, I don't think that was the right picture to put out right oh but i like it blah 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 you know and it's their picture yeah i mean it's hard right because you're it's in hard. it so it's hard it's you it's but hard it's theirs it's hard yeah um it is hard but i think i've built up quite a thick skin over the years to just deal with it do you ever um, find you have a shoot where you're looking at the back of the camera like and you're like these look good these are really yeah, really good yeah, yeah. and then you see the edits and you're like, what have they what done? Happened? Why did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's happened. Yeah. Why am I green? <laughs> yeah. Or when they put the, um, what is it called? You know, that filter that pulls all the, it's a HDR or something. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you like pull all the detail the out. The clarity. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. hate that. Oh, there's a new one. So uh. on Lightroom, there's now a texture slider, which um, the only thing I can work out it, it does is if you take it anywhere from zero to a hundred or zero to minus a hundred, yeah. it just makes your photo look shite. Mm. I have no idea what else it's supposed to do. But isn't it supposed to be for like architecture? Yeah, it's not supposed to be for people. For women's skin. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's for buildings and for women's skin. Not like an art nude or no bikini shot. But yeah, no, it never gets easier. No, do you know what I mean? It's just not. But if I see a bad picture, I kind of like, I don't know. I just. (laughs) Tune it it out. Yeah, tune it out and move on. What about when you're working with Adrian? Yeah. So husband and wife, photographer, model. Yeah. Who's the director? Who's who's leading the way on that? Oh, well, it depends what we were shooting. Yeah. Because sometimes he'll have an idea and a concept he wants to shoot. Yeah. And vice versa. And sometimes we do clash. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll, well, he's do- like messing up your idea or you're messing yeah, up his both, idea. Or he might not get what I want to shoot. And sometimes we right. have that. Um, but you know, it happens. I don't mind it actually. Cause when we do come together and we create something really good, it's special. Yeah. And sometimes you can't, you can't plan for that. And I think that's what sometimes makes the pictures really good. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, it's always that like chaos theory. Yeah. Like where you take two different people who have two different interpretations of the same thing. And sometimes that will be just shite. Yeah. And sometimes it will just like, it'll create this whole third thing that neither of you expected, but it's like. Absolutely. Exactly what yeah. you, like exactly what you yeah. wanted, but you didn't know you wanted it. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Um, one of our favourite shots we did was in, um, it was in Preston years ago. It was in a subway mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a take on a Helmut Newton I know the style. Shoot, yeah. yeah. Um, and we went out, it was like winter, it was snowing, freezing. I had a suit on, um, I was sort of like topless underneath yep. where you couldn't see anything. I had my coat on. Like black blades done up. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. And we went out and it was freezing and I was moody as hell. And um, we tried to do the shot and there was too many people and then it went quiet and then we went for it, but it wasn't working. Right. It just, for some reason, and we had a bit of a moan at each other. And then I was a bit grumpy. He was grumpy. And then it was like, right, let's go shoot again. And I think because I was like annoyed, right, had the attitude like in me yeah. and it just worked. And we took about four frames and it was like, right, we're done. We've got the shot. You needed the, the yeah, anger yeah. to get to Sometimes the, you do. And it can, it's the emotion, isn't it? What we do, it's all connection and emotion and yeah. how you deal with it. Well, there's, there's a... Um, uh, uh, music producer I probably talked about this on the podcast before thinking about this now but it doesn't matter and what he did was he had a uh, he was producing a, a record for a punk band um, a female led punk yeah, band and yeah. all of her performances in studio were really plain okay so what he did was he come in one day he's he's done like work of Aerosmith and oh, okay. my favourite band which is Black Country Communion and, and Joe Bonamassa and people okay. like that Cool. And uh, he hit Aerosmith's guitar player with a bit of wood, I nice. believe. Yeah. <laughs> and he got annoyed with him and, yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. <laughs> don't do that. Don't and, uh, do that. Yeah, don't do it. Um, but he was he was doing this record with this punk band and the it's supposed to be like punk, like old punk, like angry mm. old punk. And she was just kind of like singing. So he said, he came in one day, he's like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to fuck with her. And he's like, can you just go in the booth? We're going to start recording this song. So she walks around, she goes in the booth and you can see each other. And he just sits there talking to one of his assistants and she's just stood there like. Okay. So she goes to walk out and like, are we doing this? And then he's like, no, no, wait there. We're just, we're going to, we're going to start in just a couple of seconds. And then she's like, okay. And he just sits, she sits there drinking his coffee, chatting to this guy. And he does this for about 20 minutes straight. And then she comes storming out and goes absolutely apeshit. And she's calling him all these names and having to go at him. And he's like, right, now get in there and she's do a got, proper performance. She's got the fire in Yeah, her and now. now she's pissed off. <laughs> now we can record. And he basically said, yeah, I've been fucked with you. Now get in there and... And do it. And I use that at weddings. Like, not in that way, obviously, because yeah. that wouldn't work. But I use... So, like, with, with wedding couples, there's, like, an awkward energy. Because you... You're with the only other person you've trusted to say most things. And you've got this guy that's making you both feel weird because it's a weird scenario yeah and they're not used to it and yeah. i use the awkward energy where i like make it more and more and more awkward not like for ages not mm. like 20 minutes but like you give it like a good minute of saying like um okay just hold it there just be a second and then you just don't do anything i make them look at each other and look back at me and i'm not holding the camera okay and things like that and they're just like this is really like what is this and then i'm like right now i've made you feel awkward now you can act normal and you can kind of break the tension and then they just relax and then they're just like oh this guy's a twat and they have a laugh and you know like one of the things i always um say to couples is like um just to yourselves i don't want to hear it because it'll hurt my feelings but what animal do you think i most look like and then you just start they'll be talking and you can get a couple pictures and like i remember 
um, one where the, the groom, I heard him go, like a wombat or I don't know. Oh, God. And I was just like, <laughs> I heard that. And they start laughing. You get a picture and it's like, oh. So these little tricks. Yeah. They help. I'm, yeah, you have to manipulate people. That's what I think you have to be good at. Especially when you're shooting all these, you know, couples. Yeah. Because you don't know them, you know, it's all different people yeah. and you've got to... Yeah, and you can't do like a one-size-fits-all as well. Like you have to be taking notes at the beginning of the day if the bride is like super focused on how she looks and how people are looking at her. You have to find another lane. Fit in with their personality. Yeah, you have to find – you like you can't go down the like, oh, you guys look awkward because that's it. She's like, oh, I look awkward. Yeah. I look bad. And that's it. You've yeah. lost them. So you have to find another lane. Um with, with the two of you, though, because I haven't seen you two shoot, and I'd really like to, I'd like to do like a BTS video or, or do some BTS pictures and watch you guys shoot. Come over and do I'd love that. to, because I'd love to see you guys yeah. work. So Adrian's getting more into video, actually, just right. as like a hobbies, getting more into it. Um, but yeah, you'd love that. I'd, lo- I'd love to see you guys work. One of my favourite shoots you did, and I don't know the story behind it or like the who was in charge of the directing, had like a <laughs> boat. Yeah, they're, they're probably my favourite. Favorite pictures, yeah. And where was that taken? Because it didn't look warm. Wiltshire. Okay, it wasn't Wiltshire. warm. Wiltshire. No, it wasn't. I think it was in the summer, but it wasn't. Yeah. Well, it's England, so it's yeah, like an English yeah. summer. I'm just trying to think. It, yeah, but yeah, there's some of my favorite pictures. Yeah, they were really. Who was that, whose idea was that? Was that yours going in, or was that his? Um, I think it was my idea. Yeah, and I got James McKnight to come do the makeup. Yeah. Um, and we shot it. Because it's like a yeah. shipwreck type theme. Was that the, the gist of it? Or what was the, what was the I like? Think the... I think I must have seen some sort of, um, there's a model, um, Polish model called Anja Rubek. Have you heard yeah. of her? She's yeah. amazing. Really good BTS with her and Testino. Yeah. She's like one of my favourite models. Um, yeah. And I'm sure I saw something with her on, I think it was a beach. Um, she might have been wearing a suit and she had some sportswear, but it was her attitude with it. Um, And I I love Peter Lingenberg's work. Um, And there was a shot of Catherine Deneuve he did on the beach um, in a black suit, slick back blonde hair. She just looked cool as hell. And it was sort of that vibe I wanted to go for, like not trying too hard, but, you know, you just are in that moment. And yeah, anything with a black suit, you know, clean lines. There's a lot of simple. that in your in your um, in your what, history, yeah, right? Yeah, I love it. Do you I have a lot know. of black suits just slide around you, and like you turn up, and it's supposed to be like a sports suit. Like, <laughs> but I also have a black suit. I've got a suit. I always have like a a suit jacket, leather jacket, jeans. I like classic because I think um, they never go out of fashion, yeah. and they never age as well. Yeah, you know, if you keep buying trends that come round yeah they date your pictures and yeah and you've spent money on stuff that's like in three months yeah no one wants to see yeah yeah i've seen i've seen a fair bit of that what's the um what's the what's the preference with you when it comes to like direction do you prefer it when you have the idea and you have to battle adrian for like him to understand it or do you prefer it when he has the idea and you kind of Mm. are trying to interpret it it depends on the idea that he's got Right. Um, Has he ever had a really bad idea and you've just been like, no. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, we do, we like the same sort of style. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, definitely on the fashion. But also it's like, I hate, you know, edgy, I hate saying that word, but 
sort of like, do you know what I mean? There's something maybe a bit sexy, a bit strong coming yeah. from the images. Yeah. Well, one yeah. thing I've always found with, with the work that you two produce is that I'd never use the word vulnerable. Like it's never about making Strength. you look like like a woman. Yeah. Like where you're like, you know, that kind yeah. of like. Um, soft. And you're kind of soft and submissive in the picture. Yeah. Like you're always like, you're always a strong character. Yeah. Is that, that, is that like him pushing that? Um, I mean, I know you are one. No, it's but... both. It's, we, it's definitely both. But I know Adrian does prefer women to look strong. Yeah. And powerful in the in the shot, yeah. you know, um, and I I just much prefer it, and it's much more fun as a model. Yeah, to have that attitude, you know, when you're posing, and yeah, definitely. I have a, I have like a bit it. of a theory that we're going to look back. Maybe we're not, but in about 100, 150 years mm-hmm. time. Provided the planet hasn't disappeared, as everyone keeps telling oh, yeah. me it's going to do. Who knows? Um, that we'll look back at a lot of the photography that's been done over the last, like, 10 years, and it's going to be a really creepy time. Right. Where there's this, like, there's two things happening. One, because of, like, everyone's open about themselves now a lot more publicly because of, you know, computers and whatnot and social media, people aren't afraid to, like do weird shit for the sake of like not, not embarrassing themselves. People don't seem to have a filter anymore for embarrassing themselves. And on the side of that, there's a lot of uh, women that are growing up in maybe fairly oppressive households Mm -hmm. or not being able to express themselves particularly well. Mm -hmm. And as we all did, I think everybody did when you're in your like late teens, early twenties, you're a fucking idiot. And you do a load of stuff you wish you hadn't yeah, done. Yeah. And I think we're going to look back at like the the beginning of the 2000s and be like, what the fuck was going on? Yeah. Like there's some weird photography out there. There's like, there's some stuff that just does not flow at all. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I go on, I go on, I used to go on 500px a lot because it felt like that was where more of the like, proper photography more interesting yeah, yeah you go on Flickr and you get a mix of like people that take pictures of nothing people that take pictures that are really gross and then people that are actually good at it and you have to kind of sieve quite heavily mm-hmm. 500px used to be a lot better for kind of you could get to the good stuff okay. quite easily I don't think I really go on there well it's, it, got, it got bought out last year I think and it's kind of changed a bit and it's kind of a bit flickery mm. and it's are bit, you on Flickr I am but I don't do anything with it um, <coughs> I did that yeah. thing where you're bored in an evening and I opened a Flickr account and then I've never gone back and revisited okay. it. And I think probably where I deleted my like whole portfolio 18 months ago and started again, that like probably what's up there I wouldn't mm. want to know is still up there and I'd mm. have to quickly like go and shoo away and put new stuff up and it's not really worth maintaining. I'm not going to get anything from it. Mm. So, But you don't shoot much nude now, do you? You're nothing, like nothing at all, nude. no. Nothing at all. But you you did some good stuff. I, I like that set we did at um, Scarlet Door the yeah. years ago. The yeah, first one. Yeah, we got some great pictures in, like with the the blue jeans topless. Yeah, yeah. I think they I think, were really cool. Well, I, that was mostly well, that was almost entirely you. I I had like vague vague ideas of how I could light what I thought would mm. do the job because I tend to break lighting down more into the mood it sets rather than 
like technical aspects. Yeah. So you're very, very quiet, mm-hmm. clearly. <laughs> um, but you have like this huge presence in front of a camera. And I don't, I, I, I don't know how to put my finger on how you do it. Because when you meet you in person, you're not like, I don't mean this to sound like I'm calling anyone anything, but you're not like a huge person. Like mm-hmm. you're not like, you don't fill a room mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you're very loud and you kind yeah, of. Yeah, I'm quite just chilled. And you're quiet, in the corner yeah. just on, you know, like texting or doing your makeup or whatever. You're very chilled out, very calm. But then the second you're in front of a camera, you are like this huge personality. Yeah. Where does it, where does it come from? When did, when did you first feel like you had that confidence? Oh, it's grown. Do you know what I mean? It's not something, you know, I just sort of click my fingers and it's like, it's there. I mean, I've definitely grown as a model, but um, I don't know. I think it's just getting better at my job, um, working with different photographers as well in the beginning. um, Because (laughs) different photographers see you in different ways. You know, and it's trying to figure out, you know, what you're best at and then um, expressing that. And yeah. then it's hard, it's hard to explain. Really, Do you learn, have you learned more from working? I, I mean this with absolutely no respect at all to <laughs> other people, but do you learn more from working with amazing photographers or do you learn more from working with bad ones? Um. Well, the good photographers, obviously, yeah. you, work, you learn more from. But um, sometimes if you work with someone who's not so good, you learn not to do that again, if you know right. what I mean. But like I, from a point of view of like the confidence thing you were talking about earlier, uh, you work with an amazing photographer, they're going to make you feel amazing. Yeah. But it's uh, obviously, I imagine it's got to be an amazing lesson to yourself to learn how to pick yourself up when someone's not doing a particularly great job of making you feel confident. Yeah. So you you've have you, you learn from that like next time I do a shoot and someone's that much of a dick, I'll do this to make myself get through it and yeah, I suppose I have over the years. Yeah, yeah, I don't really think about it, but I probably have. Right. You know, just like automatically. I, um, I forget as well that a lot of people don't live in this kind of endless cycle of self anal self analytics <laughs> where like you literally take everything that you've ever done. And you just constantly reprocess it and think about how you should yeah. have done differently. Yeah. Some people like you are just probably happier just living and enjoying your time. Whereas Maybe. I'm just I don't know. Like I'm if I'm honest, like I'll do something and then I'll move on. Yeah. You know, I don't dwell on things. Yeah. I try and live, you know, a, the best life I can. I know that sounds cheesy, but yeah. um, I just want to be happy, really. Is is being married to a photographer helpful? Yeah. Yeah? In what yeah. way? It's just, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> I'm not trying to encourage people to marry photographers. I wouldn't no. recommend it. But. but we have the same outlook, you know. We, we understand each other. Yeah. And... We just work really well together. Um, I mean, it's helpful in lots of ways, you know. Yeah. I mean, Adrian's been amazing, even from like the beginning. Um, I think if me and Adrian weren't together, I'm not sure I'd probably 
be doing this now, to be right. honest. He's kept you going. Yeah. So it's his Influ- fault. Yeah, it's all his fault. Uh, anytime it goes wrong, it's his fault. <laughs> it's his fault. Um, no, I mean, I'm lucky because, you, you know, having that strong person with me, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To sort of encourage and help and, you know, uh, and it's good. completely candidly, are either of you particularly competitive about the other people that you work with? Um, like, do you ever see him do shoot a whole, like, you know, like he has, like, he's like, he does like editorial type stuff. Yeah. And you're like, that could have been me. Yeah. Yeah. So years <clears throat> ago, he used to shoot with this girl, high end fashion model. She was amazing. Um, and he, there was a set he did with her, I'm really jealous of. Um, <laughs> re- like, amazing. Um, but yeah. But from him, you'd have to ask him. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll try. And, <laughs> you need to get him over here. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to try. Um, but I, I can imagine, like, I think we all try and pretend that we don't feel certain ways, but there are obviously going to be times where yeah, you get a bit he'll do jealous. something and you'll be like, yeah, that should have been me. That should have been me, but not in a Is the temptation ever there to be like, right, we're shooting that again, but I'm in it? Mm, no. No? No, once it's done, it's, it's done. done. It's done, yeah. It's done. What what is there left for you to to kind of uh, what what's in the pipeline editorial wise or uh, shooting ideas? I know you obviously want to give stuff away because other people are doing it, mm-hmm. but do you have like a little scrapbook of things that you want to do or ideas that are knocking around? Um, I've got nothing written down or like you know stored away that I want to do, mm-hmm. but I've got things like I'm thinking about. You know, you're not worried you lose them. Like I'm the worst for like, I've got a really good idea. And then 10 minutes later, I can't remember it at all. No. You're good at that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Show <laughs> um, I mean, there's so much to do really. It's just finding the time to, to do the stuff you really want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when it's your job. Yeah, and you like you say, if you guys time. aren't shooting all the time as well. No, no, like it's... Um, Is like, that a misconception people have though? Do they think that yeah, you and Adrian yeah, are just yeah, always... Yeah, they think we're always shooting and it's not like that. When, right. when this is your job. Yeah. Finding time to actually do something for you it can be quite rare. Yeah, I remember when we were at... Because um, we sat next to each other at a wedding. Yeah, It's a good time for me to bring fun. up, but I have like, seen you fall over on the dance floor. Like, see, I don't remember that. I just remember like shouting at Adrian... I remember because it, it was his fault apparently. Uh, that was that was funny, and I fell out outside because I had heels I, on. I it was heard snowing. about. It. I didn't see that, but I do remember. I just remember the noise of you falling over on the dance floor <laughs> and turning around. Oh my god! See, I didn't, it was that bad. It shows it how much funny. of a bad wedding photographer I know. I didn't capture oh, it. I should have caught the moment. Should have caught the moment. Um, but I, sitting at um, sitting and having a chat with Adrian, which I think was the first time I really felt like, oh, he doesn't hate me. Like, because it had been, been put in my head by someone else. Um, but uh, what I found uh, he brought up pretty much straight away, and, and I think is like the most common thing is people are like, well, you're a photographer, bring a camera. Like family, like, oh, you're coming over, you should bring a camera with you. Yeah. Oh, you're coming to the wedding, you should bring a yeah. camera. And I think, is there like a model equivalent? Is there like times where, you you know, you have a friend who's a photographer and they're like, oh, we should do a set. And you're like, yeah, but it's my day off. Um, do you get a lot of that? I'm trying. Not really. No. Because I don't have like. <laughs> you don't like photographers? No. I was just like friends asking me to shoot and stuff. You don't get that? Mm, really? Not really. I think maybe they're just intimidated then. Do you know? 
Maybe, I don't know. Because you're a scary Liverpudlian. Probably. They're frightened. Yeah. No, no, no uh, But most of my friends, like in the industry, they're just quite laid back, you know? And yeah. Yeah. And they all work hard. And, but like I said, trying to find time to shoot just for you is hard. Um, oh, yeah. But um, I mean, next year I want to schedule things in because there's things I do want to shoot. And, yeah. You know, just. Have you done much work abroad? Yeah. Because you lived. Like near Barcelona, in Barcelona? Yeah, I lived north of Barcelona for a year. And, how and was that was that? it. It was sounds, good. That sounds fun. It was good. It was really good. But I was work like Adrian was working out there at the time. I was working, but mainly back and forth to the UK. Right. So that time was quite chaotic as well. Right. It was really tiring. And I was, think I was doing way too much at that point. Right. Like get um, burnt out and stuff. Yeah. Do you yeah. speak Spanish? No. Or Catalan? No, I can like, I can get by and say certain things, but no, I'm not. With your accent as well. Yeah. What's your, you've got to do something there. You've got to say something. <laughs> I can't. Well, go on, just give us something. Like, um, I don't know. Me llamo Carla. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's like when yeah. um, I love when I was at Bundy. school and I was in German mm-hmm. and we had a German teacher that was like Cockney. Oh, yeah. And they had the funniest way of, of so it'd be like, Guten Tag. Yeah. Like you're at a market, like half oh, pound of grapes, V Gaste. Like it just didn't make any uh, sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, love, I love when people speak a language but with the wrong accent. Like Spanish with a Scouse accent. Yeah, you should do. You did. You, the best part was you did the, the aim. Um, <laughs> it's funny because when I go back to Liverpool, they think my accent's quite posh. They think you've lost. Like, yeah, the, they're like, oh, you're so uh, posh now. Right. Whereas down south, they're like, her accent's so thick. Well, I remember talking Can't to you win. for the first time about Liverpool and I was like, oh, I've got a wedding in Liverpool. And you were like, <laughs> where is it? And I said where it was and you were like, oh, that's really bad. <laughs> so I was then terrified for uh, about four months about I this was wedding. joking, but. That place mm-hmm. can be quite bad. You were right. It was terrifying. Oh, there was... are nice pl- parts. There are. Yeah, you should go. Have you been? You I've only go. been to the bad parts so far. Oh. Uh, yeah. As far as I remember, right? should go to the good parts. Yeah. 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 Well, you should have a wedding up there and then you can show me because yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've done the one where it was like, <laughs> you know, you wear your camera bag all yeah. day because you don't want to put it down. But that wasn't in Liverpool, was it? It was outside. It's just outside, yeah. yeah I haven't there done like go. in Liverpool. <laughs> Um, although I, it was like, I've never seen so many people smoke. Mm. Like there were kids smoking. I've never seen really? so many people. Yeah, it was like, it was, it was like a Marlborough wedding. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty They insane. like their ciggies up there. They do, they do. <laughs> um, and also when you have to do the full group and everyone is from there and you've got the Southern accent and when I shout on a bit oh. camp, it was like, I would. Just, I'm going to get stabbed or just <laughs> laughed at. I don't know which one would be worse. Were they funny though? Were they oh funny? yeah, yeah. Like you get big personalities. That's the one thing about going north of like Watford is everyone has a big personality. Sometimes I find, like especially now we live in Hampshire, a lot of people you meet are just very like, hello. Yeah. And they don't they don't have any, you don't really know anything it's about them. a lot them. of characters up north. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. It's always like, oh yeah, that's perforated Dave. He sits under the dartboard. And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, I now know like six things about this guy, and I haven't even spoken to him yet. And that was that was always um, that was always the fun of going north. Like I like going Wales as well. Wales, Wales is, is like beautiful. One of my most favorite yeah. places in the when world. it's not raining. 
it's well, beautiful. You, just don't, you can't go to Wales then. It's beautiful though, Wales. Yeah, we yeah, had a we had a talk last week from a astro, you know, pictures of the stars mm-hmm. photographer, um, and he was Welsh, and it was like the best thing in the world because I was really interested. He was a really talented photographer, but also his accent was marvelous. So I could enjoy the accent and what oh, he was saying. Oh, there you yeah, go, double perfect. whammy. And he said that like um, because of the weather in Wales, he's had to wait like four years for a certain photo. I'm just like four years. That's commitment, isn't it? Yeah, like I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, I'm not waiting four years for anything. That's ridiculous. Um, when it comes to when it comes to other models, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I we we have a few mutual friends. Yeah, but do you find like do you, do you see any changes in the community? How long have you been modelling now? So you said like you started young, but like full time. Uh, for coming up to about 10 years. And do you find like the way models interact with each other is changing? Is it like nicer? Is, you know, are, are people more free to talk to each other because, you know, maybe they weren't in the past or are they tightening up now and they're not talking as much? I, I mean, from my point of view, I just stick to my friends, yeah. really. You have a click. I've got, I've got a little posse. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, I hope, I, you know, if anyone wants to message me, any of the, the girls, they can, you know, reach out. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I can message them about maybe certain, you know, people and, um, but the, the people I'm friends with, um, they're just really nice. I just like to be around nice people really. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, a bizarre it's a bizarre industry because the photographers are very rarely around photographers and models are very rarely around models mm-hmm. and yet you kind of are reliant on your own kind to like learn and get to know each other and, and sort of learn how certain people are and yeah I've had interactions with models we've talked about today where I'm like god I wish I'd have known more up front before I to put prepare my... yourself yeah and I'm sure there's plenty of people that could say the same thing about me and so on I just think it's very strange that, especially with like, when you break down modeling, freelance modeling, there's a lot of danger, potentially, Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. a lot of built in potential danger. And it's amazing to me how introvert some, some are with like not coming forward with, you know, help for other people that might put themselves in the same situation. Mm. I understand it's different for everybody. And sometimes it takes a lot of confidence to put yourself out and mm-hmm. say oh this happened and it was not nice and you shouldn't work with this person yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know I've worked with this person I haven't had any images or they haven't been paid or whatever absolutely um it's just strange that there's not more of a community to me hmm. but I think maybe it's because there's also an, an inbuilt competition right because there's only so many modeling jobs I guess and hmm. I don't know I mean I can only speak from my own point of view really um you can only go off from your experience, you know, you've had a bad experience with someone, but then it's like, I mean, touch wood, I've not had anything really bad happen to me. Um, The bad experiences I've had have been like working with, you know, awkward people. Um, I've had a few people like try and touch me and stuff. And I've always then gone on, um, to tell the people that I know this yeah. is what's happened. Um, and that's all I can do really. Yeah. I, I just find, I find it a very, 
it's a very weird community to stand back from and look at it from just a general point of view because oh, yeah. you like you kind of meet someone that you've never met before yeah and obviously there are genres within photography that are terrifying to even mm-hmm. think about going and meeting a random stranger and then going somewhere that you don't know where you are yeah i mean when i first started there was a story knocking about of a model that had gone to brighton and to meet a photographer and that he had put her in his shed for like two days okay and then panicked and let her go and it was like wow yeah and and i just think it's funny that a story like that is kind of like hearsay it should be like on the news (laughs) you should think so right (laughs) but i think maybe as an industry it's maybe the the optics of it if you're not in it Hmm. could be quite damaging because it's it's weird yeah like a lot of it's weird. Mm. I remember um, I there was a a model day I did like like five years ago now, and I'd worked with a couple of photographers and then had a break and then the next guy was about to come in and the studio owner came up to me and was like, "Oh, we've had uh, complaints about this next guy." Right. And I said, "What do you mean? Oh, he, he he's just a bit weird and yeah." We had to tell him off last time, and they booked this guy in for me. So like, I'm that's the, confidence building. Yeah, for you. and I'm thinking, oh great! So like, I'm nervous as hell. Yeah. Um. Went to shoot with him, and he was—I wouldn't say he's okay. Like he didn't do anything. He was just odd. But they never told me, you know. Yeah, that's 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 and it's a like, why way. why would you have that person back when? Yeah. Two other people have complained about him. Yeah. We had... Um, That's something like really irritates me and it's... Well, it's just putting you in an unfair position yeah. completely. And it's one thing to be like, he hasn't done anything, but we don't like him. Mm. And it's another thing that's like, he did something to such an extent we had to tell him off as an mm. adult. We had a workshop a few years ago and... Uh, Photograph basically uh, shooting in uh, a beach in West Sussex, and the model was wearing like a swimsuit for like beach stuff, and then went to put a pair of jeans on over the top as we were moving along to shoot in like a wooded area. Mm-hmm. And as she's like putting her jeans on, Jamila's with her. And this fella has like snuck up and he's like, do you need help with your jeans? And he's like reaching down mm, for like grab her clothes. Get off me now. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I'm with the rest of the group who've moved ahead. Jamila's with her. Mm. And like I learned that day I shouldn't have moved ahead. I should have I should have been, um, you know, at least within earshot for what was going on. And when Jamila told me, I was like, what? She told me literally as she caught up with me, like this person's done so. And it was like, you got to go. Like, you can't, what's wrong with you? There's, yeah. there's no way that's a normal thing to be doing. Yeah. And I've had him message me since to come on workshops. And it's like, really? Like, like how do you have the front? But some people do because they don't realise that was wrong. Do you know what I mean? He's obviously hadn't taken it in. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I, I don't, I couldn't have the front. I've I've had situations where... I've been rude to someone because I've been in a bad mood or whatever. I don't then pretend it didn't happen and don't you even address yeah, the but issue. But you acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like if you're competent enough to use a camera, you're competent enough to know you've done something yeah. like that. But some people don't care. 
No, I think that's the main thing. They is don't, they don't care. care. And England has a, um, like an extra layer of skin. English people do when it comes to, well, if someone else feels awkward about it, I can continue to do it because English people, when they get awkward, don't talk. Like when someone cuts in a queue, unless you have someone really brash, everyone just kind of goes like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right. I'm the, I'm the idiot that will be like, yeah, that prick just cut in the queue, yeah. get out. That's, but there's not many of us. <laughs> that's Adrian. Yeah. I think that's where me and <laughs> him would Adrian. bond. Because um, actually reminds me when we were in Portugal, we were in a supermarket um, buying something and there was a, a young couple in front of us with this guy, I think it was the dad, he had like a guitar. He might have been like a book busker or something. Right. But he was eating this like like a KFC bucket of chicken. Right. In the queue, just like eating it, which is weird anyway. Yeah, super weird. So we're like, okay, whatever. And then we look again and he's wandered off and he's waiting for this couple the other side. And he'd left the uh, bucket of like chicken bones in the basket. And he hasn't like... You're just like brazen. So Adrian's like shouted all over the supermarket, Oi, put it in the bin. Yeah. And he came back and he, he like removed it. But yeah, you're right. Most people would just like yeah, not say anything. You don't say and anything and you, you sort of complain about it afterwards. And but Adrian's terrible at that. Well, maybe not terrible. Like it's a good thing in a way. Yeah. And it's a necessary evil. Jamila's always called me a necessary evil because it's like yeah, no one yeah, wants yeah. to do it. Yeah. But it's like, the people that don't want to do it are so happy when someone does it. Yeah. I've had it before, like a post office a couple of weeks ago, because obviously it's nearly Christmas and everyone's sending all the letters they're ever going to send yeah. in one week. And I'm waiting in the self-service queue and there's another queue. And this person wants to move from the self-service queue over to the other queue, but they want to move in with the same number of people in front of them. And like, that means they have to cut off like a load of oldies that obviously don't want to use the self-service because... They don't know how to use it. Mm -hmm. Generally self-service at a post office and self-service anyway. And she, this guy goes to like move across and cuts in. And there's mm -hmm. like a woman in front who's holding like a big handful of letters. You know, she's like, that's all she's doing And this he's week. cut in front of her. And he's cut in front of her. And I, I called over the guy that was on the self-service bit, like who helps people when they, they need the, like the stupid little swipe. And I was like, yeah, that guy's just cut in. And the guys turned around and looked. I was like, yeah, him, that guy looking at me right now, he just cut in in front of those people. He needs to go to the back of the line. And he's like, okay. And he walks over and he's like, did you cut in? And the guy's like, no. And the little old lady's like, yes, he did. Aww. Yeah, I was like, yeah, good for you. Good for you, lady. Get with your bag. <laughs> <coughs> I think we need more people like that. Not yeah. everyone like that, because then we'd be in a horrible state. Just a few more. Yeah, you don't want everyone being confrontational. Nothing will ever get done. <laughs> um when it comes to uh, one thing I've been asked about with this, with talking okay. to you very specifically, when I've told people that you're coming in, mm -hmm. is people want to um, hear your advice for photographers because Ooh. you've done so much work yeah. in like so many cool editorial styles and fashion and all sorts of genres. Mm. Um, you know, how do people get the most out of you as a model? Firstly, it's me. <sighs> okay. It's like a big question yeah. to ask. Oh, I asked the big questions. Like, um, the advice I can give to photographers. Well, just I think it's treating the person you're shooting as 
a person, yeah, not just as a subject. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I can I can say really. Yeah, um, getting to know the person a bit. You know, you don't have to um, you know know everything about them. Yeah, but treat them as you know a person. Take time to chat. If you're going to book someone for like say four hours, maybe use the first hour. Yeah, just to talk to them and get and to know get them. More out of the other yeah, three. absolutely. Right. You know, only because you book four hours, you don't have to shoot the entire four hours. Yeah. Which some people do and, you know. Well, they do. I think some people think of it on like a um, value for money strategy. Yeah, like how is, many photos can I get? You know, it's kind of like, it's fair enough, but I don't think they ever really get the best no. out of the person. No, I went to a studio day um, as like, I just went to have coffee with the studio owner and I was first time I'd really watched other photographers mm. um, shoot in their own, like without realizing I'm there. And the first, the first guy was, he turned up with, and I promise you this is true. He turned up with about three Perspex boxes filled with Nazi memorabilia for the model to oh, wear. Nice. And like my granddad was oh my prisoner God. of war. That annoyed me so much. <gasps> And then he goes, and the next guy um, is like motor driving on studio lights before you could do that with okay. any studio lights. And he blew three studio heads he in an hour. And it was like flashing every mm. six pictures. Why do people, why do photographers do that? I don't, I can understand <laughs> people shooting fast and short best. You know, like yeah, yeah, if, yeah. It, if it's like a fashion um, trying to capture like a movement, movement yeah. or, you know, like, but when people do that all the time, yeah, I, I I don't understand why. I don't know if it's nerves or they just want to hide behind the camera. And I, I think it's a mixture of nerves, and I think it's like they want to get loads of pictures. Yeah, it's value for money. It's like if I book a but if what, I book a model for an hour and I get ten thousand photos, I have mm. I must have done a good shoot. Mm. I think that's how some people do see it. Which is like bizarre, but again, you can understand at least the flawed thinking to an extent. Yeah. You can kind of understand, I mean, I wouldn't do it that way, but you can kind of understand, okay, at least you can see a through line. It's when people, like the guy you are talking about earlier, who's making comments about, oh, this model's mm. like so wonderful and she does it better than you. What's the end game? Like, I don't what, know. What, what are you gaining out of being like that? Yeah. What is, yeah. Because if you did that to me, if we were shooting now mm -hmm. and you were just like, oh, I did something like this, but with a way better photographer, photographer. I'd be like, fuck you. Thank, yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks yeah, for that. Like I'm, I'm probably done shooting because, you know, you've just absolutely killed the trust that's supposed to be there. But yeah, shooting loads. It's like, I think for new photographers, it's like they might think, shooting loads they're going to get something yeah you know so they might as well shoot a lot oh like cast a wide net yeah 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 okay that was, I suppose that also has a bit of Maybe, a through line but um, yeah I mean it doesn't really work for me if someone's going to blast loads of shots at me yeah are you someone there's only that, so much you can keep up with you know do you like to see a lot of the back of the camera 
As things some, are going. I like to see some. Yeah. Not like I, constant. No, no, I yeah. don't want to see like, I just want to see how I'm looking. Is it working? Right. Do I need to change anything? Um, but yeah, I don't need to see a lot. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I bring up on, on workshops, just communicate a little bit of information as well with the model. Yeah. Not overload. Don't overload yeah. them. Like they don't care what f-stop you're at. They don't want to hear about, you know, every little inch no. of everything that you're doing. But like, especially for, for like you knowing, like, I, I, I know you well enough having worked with you. I know your, your working pattern well enough that if I don't tell you what my rough crop is, you're going to be annoyed mm-hmm. sort of like, you're going to be trying to figure out what it is that I'm trying to get. Mm-hmm. So I need to at least tell you what's in frame and how yeah. I'm framing stuff up. Yeah. And then you can work around that. Um, I always say on workshops, like there's nothing more annoying than when someone's been posing their feet for a headshot mm. and they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're using like a 70 to 200 and people think, oh, okay, so probably a half body. And it's like, nope, it's literally your paws. Yeah. yeah. But I've had that where I've been shooting portraits with someone mm-hmm. and they say, oh, you know, this is the crop. And I said, like, okay, that's fine. I've just got like my jogging bottoms on that don't, <laughs> don't match my top. Right. And, and then, then they're in every picture. And then they post the picture of the, <laughs> and then they crop you like weird crops and I think, why have you done that? Yeah. But then it's like, you've just got to. Have, have a whiskey store and it away yeah. and move on. But yeah. no, I think like advice for, for photographers, get to know the person a little bit. Yeah. And take your time. Yeah. You know, work out what you want. Yeah. Talk to your model. Um, you know, maybe shoot a set, view the pictures together. Because really, you only really want a couple of pictures from each set. Oh, yeah. Usually. Three is like a maximum. And one yeah. of those is going to be like the one you like the least. And make that the best. You yeah. know, try and get, and don't post the bad pictures. <laughs> well, I found the first time I worked with you, I was still so new in photography that I wanted to post every picture because I had not done a shoot like it. Mm. Like I, we I got, we got a lot. <clears throat> like even lot. today, like I still post some of them like every so often. Yeah, I know. There's so many. I keep thinking I need to go back and actually edit them. Like I kind of half know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> and I shot with Jamila as well that day. Yeah. And we and got she some, did some really, really good cool stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's funny, like... She had just got into Sue Bryce, who yeah. does, like, the kind of portrait-y, um, like, empowered women thing. Mm-hmm. And, and she was like, oh, I want to try stuff like that. And she was showing me pictures. And I was like, I've got no clue what I'm doing, but I'll give it a smash. And, yeah, you. I mean, I loved... There was a couple of sets you did with Jamila. There was one you did with the... With, a, with the suit jacket. With a suit jacket, because yeah. that's, like, your thing. And I remember that. And it was like... Um, that almost looked like... Um, that was like... Uh, that could have gone in a magazine. Like it would have looked fine in the magazine. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a bit better editing because we've both grown up. They quite were a bit good. Since then, but they, they were, were good, really they were good, good pictures. Um, do you find uh, going back to the advice for photographers? Uh, how often do you find you go into a shoot and they just don't know what they want to get from it? Um, lately, n- not so much lately. Right. But in the past, yeah. Quite Why has that changed? I don't know. Maybe it's just the people I've worked with recently. Okay. Um, I've been more, I don't know, more, they've had more concepts recently. Right, right, right. Um, people have come with their own styling a lot more. Um, but yeah, I've done shoots in the past where I've had people book me for like a full day. Yeah. 
which is not, you know, it's not cheap, especially if they're going to have a studio or a location. Mm-hmm. And yeah, turned up and what do you want to shoot? Don't know. So then, oh, but then I've got yeah. to then try and, you know. Well, Sarah told us, Sarah said this so funnily um, on her one where she said, you turn up and you do all of the styling, all of the lighting, you help them with the composition, you help them with their settings. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, they'll leave you a reference that says you took direction well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was the funniest happened. comment. Yeah, um, that can happen. Yeah. But it's hard because it's quite draining at times. Yeah. Because I want all my energy to go in as the model yeah. because I want to do the best. But if you're modeling, directing, helping with the lighting, you know, doing you can't everything. Be in all the places hard, at once. Yeah, and, and it kind of like waters down the modeling. Yeah, well, I've said this for a long time. Like I went through a whole period, especially when I was a few years in and I was trying to get like I was trying to get through a lot of walls that you hit when you're learning something new. And I was like, I'm not working with new models. Like it's a common thing. It's like new photographer of a new model because it's a mutual thing. Uh But the problem is it's not beneficial to either. And you need like lightning to strike for that to be beneficial to either. Uh And I've always said, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, but I think that a shoot, regardless of the team you have, you could have like makeup artist, hairstylist, uh, actual stylist, all the, you could have like no end of people on set. But when it comes down to it, it's 50% subject, 50% photographer. Yeah. So 50% the model, 50% the photographer. And if the model doesn't know what they're doing and the photographer really has to like try and chip in or vice versa, the photographer doesn't know what they're doing and the model has to really try and help. Mm-hmm. You're not doing your fifty percent. You're you're you know you're you're what is to you a hundred percent, but you're fifty percent of the agreement. You're doing some of theirs. Yeah. And that's where it starts to actually suffer. It's not a good thing. It's it's a bad thing. Bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It um it it it's all down to who you're working with, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Um and also, you know, it could also be you could have the best team. The best location, everything. Yeah. But if you and your subject aren't connecting, then you know the yeah. pictures are not going to work, really. No. So, but yeah. When you uh, when you look back on what you've done in modelling, what's like is there is there like a situation that you're most proud of, or is there a set of photos that you're most proud of? Do you ever like have like a little reminiscing time where you pour yourself a glass of wine, you look over your work, or? Um, Shouldn't think. I mean, there's definitely the subway picture I love. Yeah. And the shipwreck pictures yeah. I love. Um, I like, there was a, a nude set I did years ago with Adrian. Really simple. But I, I still really love those pictures. Um, you know, the c- certain events that I've done. Um, the event this year with Sarah, the 70s one, that yeah, was that really, really cool. cool. Yeah, that, looks- that was really cool. Um and I did an event in Seville this year that I absolutely love. And I fell in love with Seville itself. And right. I want to go back on holiday there. Um, but no, I think it's a lot of the like relationships I've made with certain people. Mm. Um, like I've worked with the Year Breeze quite a lot. Yep. And they're like quite good friends of mine now. Um, and I'm, I'm really proud of the people I've, um, people like Sarah, Nikki, like 
they're not just like models. Like they're my friends now. Yeah. And that's what I'm quite proud of. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to put together like a Carla Monica magazine with all of your editorials in it. Um, do you print stuff at home? Know. Do you have like your stuff printed at home? Not really. We should do. Adrian started printing more. Yeah. Um, I think that's like every model and every photographer says that. They're like, yeah, I should do, but I don't. No. And I'm the same. I haven't. I've got I've got a couple of prints um, that I've been sent that I've put up. Right. But that's what other people have sent me. Yeah. But no, really, we haven't got much pictures of our work around. I don't know why. You're good enough. Now I've put the idea in yeah, your head. Yeah, I'll get happen. home and I'll try and print. No, it's, it's been amazing. <laughs> so uh, where does everyone find you? So what's your social medias? And- um, I'm on Instagram, mm-hmm. Carla Monaco with an X on the end. Yeah, because I always read it as Carla Monacox. Cox, yeah. Carla Monacox. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as well. Um and Twitter. Actually, that I want to ask you a question to mm-hmm. end. Do you have a website? I do, but it's not been updated for ages. This is really common. Either a model doesn't have a website, or they kind of have like a neglected one. Mm-hmm. Why? What's why don't why isn't a website important to models? Why isn't it important? Yeah, because it, it obviously isn't. If like you're as successful as what you are without yeah. a website, it's obviously not fundamental. So what is it? I don't know. I think because social media nowadays, it's so like ongoing, isn't it? It's like yeah. Instagram's almost like your blog, really. Yeah. Because I used to blog quite a bit on my website, but I haven't updated it in ages. And it's just another thing to update, I suppose. I mean, yeah. I really should get on onto it because it. I think it is important to have one. Yeah. Um, just to refer back to, but um, I don't know. I think with the rise of Instagram and Facebook, and that's and where it's just people constantly refreshed, yeah, and, isn't it's, it? and it's easier to post as well. As, as someone said, it's um, like an archaeological archaeological dig on someone's um, like trending habits yeah. and you know what they're into and how, how they've progressed in their work is to just go through their Instagram through and you can see how they've improved. Mm. And, I deleted most of mine, so people can't see how bad I used to be, which is super helpful. Um, I like I'd... looking back at old pictures, though. Yeah. Sometimes I look back. Like when well, I first started, like, oh. I think I definitely okay. need to go back to our first shoot and look at some raw files and potentially yeah. revisit a couple of, of things definitely. that we did. I love the ones, um, you know, with the hard light with the black trousers and I think yeah, it's like yeah, a bra. Yeah, yeah. They that were was, really cool. Yeah, that was a cool day, actually, like forgot that that was when we met until yeah. like i think we saw each other for a workshop a little while back and it kind of come back to me that like yeah that's actually how we met was like mm. an intense like six hours of shooting yeah because you booked me for the day but and then, then we left early yeah and i was like really yeah well because the the, the <laughs> just good to we, me we there's no point lot. in overshooting like if you feel like you've done enough and you're like if you're ever working with someone and you say okay so what should we do now and you go um, like that's when you should stop because that's when you're just literally scraping. And we had done a lot in six hours and it wasn't an intense six hours. I don't shoot even, I haven't changed that. I don't shoot many frames. Mm-hmm. I shoot, you know, yep. 50 to a hundred frames per set at most. Yep. And if I do a hundred frames a set, I've either really enjoyed it or it was terrible. Yeah, I've tried to make something happen and it's not there. Um, Jamila doesn't, doesn't shoot a lot. We did so much in that time, but it was like, I'd rather book you for the day and then there not be like a point where we're like, yeah, we have to like, you know, wrap things up because we only booked a couple of hours. And yeah. I, I also was using 
shoots with models to learn about how to do what I was doing. Oh, okay. Because I was still like, I think you were probably like the 20th person I shot. Okay. Um, like as, as a model yeah. and like I was using shoots, I was asking questions on shoots to find out how things are done and how you go about like mm. directing a model. And, mm. you know, that's, it was a lot of it was just kind of, I, I booked a lot of shoots in the early days that were like, I don't really like the model, but I can learn quite a bit learn from, from, yeah. Yeah. Cause everyone you, you work with, you learn something. Yeah. And that's why I said earlier about like, do you learn more from the good shoots or the bad shoots? Cause I think from a photography side, you learn a lot more from the bad. Mm. Cause if you can, pull something out of a bad shoot like that's that's a good feeling because it's rare mm. and you do unfortunately i think there are a lot of bad shoots if you it depends on your expectation i think a lot of photographers are like the base level the experience of being around the model is what they were looking for yeah i don't really like people so that's never really what i'm looking for like yeah. if i'm shooting i want to like i need to come away with something mm. And when you have, uh, like you say, when you have personalities clash and it's not conducive to getting something out of it, that's where I think you learn. You know, you don't, you don't learn how to like drive a fishing boat, you know, around a li little pond in the park. You learn how to do it when you're in the North Sea and the and waves are crashing it. over. Yeah. And yeah you, that's where you really learn yeah, yeah, the yeah. most. And yeah. that's kind of, there are some shoots which are yeah. very much feel like you're in the North Sea. Hit by waves. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> It's been it's been so great to have you in. I'm so, oh, thank so you. thankful Thanks you did for this. Asking me. No, I'm gonna it, now bug you to get Adrian to come in as well. Yeah, no, he he'll be like. I'll yeah. come to you if he doesn't want to come here. It's fine. We're not that far away. No, no, a lot nearer now. No, but thank you no, so thank much. Thank you, Chris. Everyone needs thank to go you. and check out Carla if they haven't already immediately. Thank you very much.